Say hello to a new friend On an old road Take a two-lane trip of memories Into mysteries unknown Come along for the ride Jim Hinckley's America Jim Hinckley's America A good morning, everyone. A little bit of music from the road crew, a little bit of road trip inspiration. Rather fitting for this morning's program. We're going to be talking with uh, Joe of High's Roadside. I have become enamored with his Facebook page some time back. This is uh, quite a treat this morning for me. How are you doing this morning, sir? Jim, I'm doing great. Hope you are. You know, every day is good. Some are just better than others. Yeah, yes, sir, indeed. And I want to thank you for allowing me to uh, attend, uh, extending an invitation. It's a great thrill for me, too. And I just love your ballad that plays before the show. Yeah, that's my good friends, Joe and Woody and the boys down there out of Tennessee. They have uh, a great little band, Road Crew 66. And uh, my gosh, they're good, good boys. It sounds like you have a little bit of a accent. Uh, what part of the country are you from there? Jim, I am from North Carolina. I live in uh, Durham, North Carolina. I'm born and raised here. Well, I thought that sounded familiar. I was actually born and raised down in Moorhead City, North Carolina. And I am very familiar with that area, too. My family has, uh, um, I have some relatives that have had uh, vacation homes down there, and uh, my mom uh has uh, been from down there. My granddad was a pastor at a church down um, in Salter Path, right down from Atlantic Beach. Boy, I tell you, this, this old world gets smaller every day, doesn't it? It really does. <laughs> it really does. Hey, what can you tell us? I, I just, I've, I've been a fan of High's Roadside on Facebook for a long time. How, how long have you been doing this? Um, Jim, I started... We started really doing some uh, extended travel um, back in 2010, and we started vacationing down in Florida. And we still like to go to Florida at least once a year um, for like a week at a time. And, you know, we've been doing this since 2010, and we still haven't come close to seeing the whole state. So, you know, it's really, 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 uh, uh, you know, a, uh, we try to cut it up into sections where we can, you know, see new things and everything. But as far as doing the website, I started in June of 2017, just on a Saturday, I just decided, you know, I was set, set up a Facebook page and see what kind of response that I get. And, um, the readership has kind of grown from there. Um, we, uh, it's, really a fun event for my family. We enjoy going and uh, doing, uh, going to like historic locations. Um, for me, it's uh, uh, just largely a love of uh, driving and travel and history. And I like writing and photography anyway. So it kind of gives me an outlet for that creative part. I like to think I'm at least a little bit good at it. 
Well, you're definitely good at sharing the adventure and uh, inspiring road trips. I, I just really like, uh, for me personally, I'm always fascinated with obscure and uh, off the beaten path places. I've never been a Disneyland person. And uh, I just find some of the things you come up with fascinating. Uh, for example, recently you were talking, doing some, uh, mentioned uh, Chicken in the Rough up in Port Huron. Yes, sir. And, and I found that really interesting because I, I had been uh, writing about and reading about Chicken in the Rough. And I remember that as a kid, we had one here in Kingman that had a couple of different locations. In fact, the old Chicken in the Rough restaurant is still here. It's under a different use. But the original sign is still there, even though it's been painted over. And, uh, and then, of course, I had a connection to Port Huron, so you really struck a chord. Uh, is that? I think there's another one in Oklahoma City. Do you know of any other? Uh, uh, well, like you, um, it, as far as I know, there is there are maybe one or two across the border from Port Huron uh, in Canada. And I have read that there is one in, like you say, in Oklahoma City. Um, it's more of a, I, th I think it's more of a cooking style kind of thing rather than like a brand name. It's kind of um, affixed to kind of like an existing restaurant. Um, the the one that is in Port Huron still has the neon everything. Really beautiful, really beautiful. But these, uh, these restaurants like that, I mean, I'm really interested in that too. You know, I kind of call them like orphans. Some of them are, are you know, only have one single branch um, located. I mean, they have just one existing store, one existing outlet. Um, there is one down in South Carolina, uh, Yogi Bear uh, Fried Chicken, that is the last in the country. So, you know, if we're out on the road, I'll go and try and, um, you know, search those places out. It's really a fun, just an event dining experience. And, uh, we just enjoy that. You know, it's funny. I avoid when I travel, unless starvation is imminent, I avoid, uh, fast food chain restaurants, but I will, I will seek out these old surviving chain restaurants like, uh, you know, like chicken in the rough, uh, Yogi bear chicken. Uh, there's one down in Miami, Oklahoma, Wayland's cuckoo burger. Okay. And it's the last, and it was a small regional chain. At one time, they had, I believe, 10 uh, restaurants, and it's the last of its kind. And those are the kind of places that I really like to uh, go and check out. Um, anything like that, anything different. I mean, it just it, People are really interested in it, and it makes great blogging material. I just, am a, I just like... Uh, the small, the back road stuff. Another place. Uh, I like food. Anybody who's seen me knows that I love pie, cobbler, good food. Indeed, sir. And uh, there's another one down in Clanton, Oklahoma. Uh, that's really a special place. Uh, or excuse me, Venita, Oklahoma. It's Clanton's Cafe. It's uh, one family owned. Been there since about 1927. And uh, a great little restaurant. They. Um, I, I, I keep a, a guidebook. I have an old 1958 version of, um, Duncan Hines adventures in eating. Yes. And sometimes, sometimes we can go and still find existing restaurants based from 1958. Uh, they're still on the list. Um, 
have eaten at several good restaurants just based upon the information in that old guidebook. I know that you're a fan of old uh, guidebooks, and um, uh, it's really a good source of information that's uh, still still relevant. I, I find that that's another way to dig up some interesting dining choices. You know, another another thing that I really like is uh, your your passion, which comes across, by the way, in everything you do. But your passion for these uh, obscure and odd little museums, these little regional and local museums. Do you have a favorite? Do you have one that really? Uh, I mean, you, there's so many you've you've come across and shared. But do you have one that really uh, tickled your fancy? Well, I tell you, uh, this this last this last year we've kind of been doing a lot of traveling to. Uh, some small towns and I've kind of been uh, beating the bush, kind of looking for different locations and stuff, different museums. Um, went into this one um, in uh, Asheville, Ohio, and it was called um, Ohio's small town museum. And they have, they have a local author whose name right now eludes me, but he has kind of come in and based all the displays on articles in his book. So when you go and you are looking at one of the displays, you not only have the documentation there inside the museum, but you have a little sign saying, turn to page 23 in this book. And you'll get the entire story, longer version, but it's really detailed. And I like the way that a local author documented that along with the museum and they have the first working uh the oldest working traffic light there and that was really a neat sight to see it was like a buck rogers kind of uh device that hung for decades outside they had like a life preserver from the uss maine and you know just all kinds of different artifacts that connect back somehow with the community and you really learn a lot about um, small towns and communities on a local level by visiting these places. And I like to post, you know, take the photos and post stuff and, you know, not do an exhaustive post, but just enough so that, you know, people would be interested and maybe drive over and if they're local and um, are included on their, their road trip itinerary. I like places like that. There's a, a great favorite of mine is uh, Harold Warp's Pioneer Village out in Menden, Nebraska on US-6. is a pretty fascinating museum. Uh, my last trip, I have a special connection. It's a story for another day, to, uh, but I have a special connection to Jackson, Michigan. And uh, I, on my last trip there, I was speaking at a, a museum fundraiser, and I learned about a little museum outside a, a small town about uh, 15 miles away, Spring Arbor. And the short version of a long story is in the first decades of the 20th century, Jackson was an industrial powerhouse. There were over 24 uh, automobile manufacturing companies there. Uh, David Buick started in Jackson, Spartan Automobile Horns, uh, Spartan Radios. They pioneered television. In 1938, they were manufacturing television receivers. Wow. And this gentleman uh, in Spring Arbor has a little private museum that he gladly opens for groups, for schools, for visitors. 
and he has collected anything and everything associated with Jackson's industrial heritage. And he has 16 cars, or, uh, cars representing 16 of the 24 plus manufacturers in Jackson and oh, an wow. extensive collection of uh, gasoline pumps that were manufactured there, uh, radios, early televisions, really fascinating little museum. And I love stuff like that. I mean, I will, I will plan a, you know, a trip. Um, I do a lot of kind of like reconnaissance, uh, as I would describe it, uh, over the weekend, you know, I'll take off a couple hour drive away from home just to, you know, check something out like that. Um, it's always a great experience and you never can't tell just what you're going to find. It's just great. You know, you mentioned when we were talking, uh, corresponding on this, uh, some of the odd discoveries and it really piqued my interest, a campaign button from George Washington's inauguration found on the battlefield of Gettysburg. Gettysburg has Pennsylvania has the neatest history museum. Um, the guy is, uh, he is a, just a major collector. And even though it's not that huge as far as square feet, it is just cram packed with um, artifacts related to um, the battle and the local history. And somewhere along the line, somebody uh, picked up off the battlefield a George Washington inauguration button from 1789. And that's, that's one of the little mysteries that, uh, you know, it just boggles your mind. How did that get there? How, I mean, was somebody wearing it, um, you know, during maybe as a tribute to better times or something, some, some veteran, uh, you know, it's, it's just one of these amazing things that is found and it's always has a story behind it. Always makes you wonder. Oh, there's a surprise. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with a little, it's almost a ghost town, bordering on a ghost town, on Route 66 in the Texas Panhandle of McLean, Texas. They have a, uh, they, it's an old factory. They used to be a brassiere factory. And that gave the town the unofficial name as the Uplift Capital of America. And the, uh, fa the old factory is now a barbed wire museum. I never thought I would find a fascinating a museum of barbed wire. I was intrigued. Art, artwork, the history of barbed wire. But what made it really fascinating was there was a connection to the, to the sinking of the Titanic. Oh, really? Uh, the fellow who donated the land, a rancher, he was British, he donated land for the town site. He died on the Titanic. Really? See, I, I, and I love archaeology of all kinds, especially marine archaeology. And Titanic displays or links to that wreck are, you know, kind of rare over here. So that, oh, that, that's just right up my alley. I'll, I will have to check that out. And I have heard of that museum. It was one of the, my, it's one of the more uh, oddball things that I've come across traveling Route 66 that I, I really, really enjoy. Another one that you might put in your uh, travel itinerary is uh, Uranus Fudge Company and General Store. And you, uh, the juvenile humor runs supreme at this place. It's near uh, St. Robert, Missouri. Uh, Jim, I have actually been there. The fella bought all this uh, a, a, a family's private collection 
of uh, circus sideshow memorabilia. And he has established uh, the, the circus sideshow museum. And uh, that's kind of an oddity. Is, is that, is that near the, uh, the location um, in St. Robert's? Yeah. He, it's uh, just the location right outside of St. Robert. Okay. Got it down. That's another another one that you might uh, might really enjoy. Well, I hope you keep up the good work because uh, sharing and inspiring these adventures uh, is is uh, it's priceless. And uh, the silver lining on this COVID thing is I, I'm seeing more and more Americans uh, rediscovering the joy and the fun of just an old fashioned road trip, getting off the interstate, discovering these little places, these little towns, and these obscure museums and historic sites. That's the things I remember as a kid. Well, Jim, I, I certainly agree. Um, we have, we have stopped. Uh, we bought a, we bought a camper several years ago and we've pretty much been, uh, just RVing around, um, doing, uh, stops at like KOAs and other, uh, campgrounds. And it, it's just amazing. I mean, it seems like more and more people are hitting the road. And, uh, you know, it's always a great time uh, to discuss things around the, around the campground and, you know, meet new people and everything. And it's kind of good for us, I guess, as a nation to kind of turn inward a little bit and see exactly what is available at a local level. And uh, so many of these uh, smaller communities have stories to tell. And... You know, it's just really great to get out there and be able to share that. And uh, I certainly appreciate your invitation today to uh, be on with you. Um, it's a great honor for me, sir. It's been a pleasure for me to sharing the local story, and I'll uh, I'll kind of wrap this up for you. I won't tie up too long, but uh, I've been really privileged the last few months. Uh, I'm I'm uh, helping Kingman Main Street here in Kingman, Arizona. We're developing a uh, self-guided, narrated historic district walking tour using uh, uh, kiosks with historic photos and a QR code linked to a website page that'll have an extended audio narration of the site. And uh, I've lived in Kingman off and on since 1966. This is my adopted hometown. Okay. And it's been so exciting and fun uh, and frustrating, maddening, to unravel some of these stories. And... Uh, my pa always said it's better to fill your head with useless knowledge than no knowledge at all. Yes, and sir. And one of the more obscure things I found was uh, we have a jail. Uh, it's the old territorial jail. It's used for storage now. It's on the courthouse grounds. And I was quite surprised. This was built uh, 09 and, and uh, 1910. It was built by a company called the Pauley Jail Company. And imagine my surprise to find that they're still in business. They've been in business since 1856, wow. and, it's, and it's still operated by the original family. One of those uh, things that might come up on Jeopardy sometime. Well, certainly an undiscovered story. I mean, that um, you can use on your on the walkabout or the <laughs> um, the tour. Yes. Joe, hey, thank you so very much this morning. And, I, you know, I hope our paths cross. I'd sure like to have a cup of coffee or hoist a beer or two. and kind of share some Yes, sir. Um, we're actually going to be in the Kingman area next year, so I will look you up, sir. Oh, we'll have some fun. 
Oh, yes, sir. I'm looking forward to it, Jim. Thanks a lot. Love your show. Take care, sir. Bye-bye. Thank you, too. Bye-bye. Roadrunner, thank you for that compliment. Nolan, good morning. Say hello to a new friend on an old road. Take a two-lane trip of memories into mysteries unknown. Come along for the ride Jim Hinckley's America Jim Hinckley's America Folks, um, thank you for joining us this morning. We'll do this again next Monday, uh, this coming Monday at 5.30 in the morning, Mountain Standard Time, Wake Up With Jim. And hey, don't forget, uh, Sunday morning, our live stream Coffee with Jim program, 7 o'clock. We've got some great folks we're going to be talking with at uh, Calico's Restaurant here in Kingman. Uh, Jack and Jay, they've got a great project. Get your kicks at 66. We'll be talking to them Sunday morning at 7 o'clock. And then, of course, uh, well, next week, we'll be right back here. My friends, take care. Adios and uh, vaya con Dios.